If my tale of Granny Goody's hairy lips may be off-putting by some of its imagery, the tale of Panther and Lynx, upon which it is based, shall seem grotesque. A lynx and a panther, in the story, lose the fire that they keep, and Lynx goes out to steal some. He finds an old woman with fire, and he steals a firebrand from her. When he does, the old woman notices it, and spreading her legs, she looks at her vulva and accuses it of taking the firebrand, and strikes her vulva with another firebrand. This is very strange. In the end, a series of grizzly bears, who are the old woman's sons, seek out Lynx to punish him for taking the firebrand. By our understanding of the normal grammar of myth, some of this is not difficult to address. Animals in fables are a motif we have heard. And in the first instance, this seems a classic tale, the theme of the taking and the making of fire. This much we can make out. But the old woman striking her vulva with a firebrand and accusing it of taking fire is so bizarre, if not to say to our aesthetics obscene, that we can make no sense of it. We turn to the study of the semiotics of mythology and folklore to explicate it. We trust in the scholars such as Campbell, Jung, Fraser, and Iliada, and in books such as the Encyclopedia of Symbols and the Archetypes of the Body. Here we learn that fire has several associations, but foremost it represents the triumph of culture, the preferment upon the human animal of its gift makes us capable of keeping fire for so much that advances us, cooking and metallurgy, and simply warmth and light. Fire symbolizes what makes us human and also has psychological associations to the body, to the warmth of the body and the energies of the body. In his study, The Forge and the Crucible, concerning metallurgy and alchemy in anthropological history, Mercy Iliada tells us that to keep embers is to keep the life of the body. This life-giving aspect is generative, just as a woman is naturally generative. And so fire suggests sexuality, for the generation of life is sexual. Thus, Iliada found, quote, According to the myths of certain primitive people, the aged women of the tribe naturally possessed fire in their genital organs and made use of it to do their cooking, but kept it hidden from men who were able to get possession of it by trickery. These myths reflect the ideology of a matriarchal society and remind us also of the fact that fire, being produced by the friction of two pieces of wood, that is, by their sexual union, was regarded as existing naturally in the piece which represented the female. Close quote. Thus the disconcerting motif of the old woman, fire, and her vulva, makes sense in the context, not in our aesthetics, 
but in the naturalism and explicit truth of Mrs. Wilson's tales. The translation of the Cathomet text by Boaz speaks of the old woman's vulva, that is, the female genitals outwardly. But it seems, by the way in which the matter is told, that the exact usage should be the cavity of the vagina itself, the portal to the womb. In any case, the explicit reference to women's genitalia will be striking as a motif to us, because in our Western art, the genitals of women is erased from view, unless it is intentionally pornographic. But this has not always been so. In Celtic stone artifacts found in England, a strange fetish is portrayed, the Sheila Nagig, a squatting naked woman who holds open her vulva with both her hands to reveal her gaping vagina. The only survival of this pagan image, ironically, is stone carvings upon early Gothic churches where sometimes other pagan artifacts, such as the green man, gargoyles, and some other sexually explicit images, also survive in decorations to doors, eaves, and cornices. The interpretation of these by early European Christians is ambiguous. Joking references to the Sheila Nagig found it sexually obscene, but others interpreted for the posture of giving birth. Still others consider them representations of satanic matters. What is remarkable about this pagan presence in sacred Christian art is the fact of its survival despite a general religious intolerance for the erotic. Indeed, a profoundly anxious misogyny that deplored the sexuality of women indeed was frightened of it. In listening to the tale of the panther and the link, we should be reminded again how different is the conception of the matters in this culture. And once again remember, these are Mrs. Wilson's tales, who celebrated woman. The musical excerpt that I will accompany this tale is called the Grizzly Bear Song. It's from the Pacific Northwest Coast Indians. Uh, and sung by Mungo Martin for the Smithsonian Institute. Panther and Lynx, told 1891. There were the panther and his younger brother, the lynx, Every morning the panther went hunting elk. In the evening he came home. He told his younger brother, Don't leave our fire. He left him often. Then the lynx went to play, and played a long time. When he came home, the fire had gone out. Then he thought, I will swim across to get some fire. He swam across and opened the door of the house. <laughs> 
There was an old blind woman. She could not see anything. She tended the fire of the grizzly bears. Lynx took a firebrand and put it down at some little distance. The old woman looked after the firebrand. She'd lost one. And she spread her legs and struck her vulva often, crying, You, you have eaten it, the fire, vulva, the fire, vulva, vulva. And the lynx looked at the old woman. He took that firebrand and put it back. Now the old woman looked into the fire, and the firebrands were all there. Then the lynx took one again. Then the old woman looked again after the firebrands and found that she had lost one. She spread her legs and struck her vulva, crying, You, you, you have eaten it. You have eaten it. The fire, the fire, vulva, vulva. Now Lynx went out and took away that firebrand. He swam across. He came home to the house of his elder brother and made a fire. In the evening, his elder brother came home. When he came near the house, he smelled the smoke. It smelled different. And the panther thought, maybe our fire went out. Maybe he stole fire. Then he came home. There was his younger brother. He spoke to him. Why does our smoke smell different? Lynx replied, you're a liar. It's the same fire. They slept. Early in the morning, Panther arose and went to wash himself. He put grease on his hair and stayed a little while. Swans were flying there. Then he spoke to Lynx. Go and see why these swans are flying away. Lynx went to see and entered again. His elder brother asked him, What did you see? I did not see anything but swans flying away because a snag drifted down the river. Then the elder brother looked. He saw that a grizzly bear had come nearly up to the house. The panther went in and said, Put that kettle over yourself. There's a monster almost here. Then the lynx covered himself up with the kettle. The grizzly bear opened the door and stood in the doorway. Who took our grandmother's fire? I will eat him. The lynx became afraid and trembled. The grizzly bear said, Give me your little brother, I will eat him. The panther replied, You're talking all the time. Come on in. They began to fight. And the panther said, where are you? The monster will kill me. Then the lynx threw off the kettle. He took his adders and danced around. Elder brother, the monster's legs are like water lilies, he sang. He struck the bear's legs with the adders, and then they threw him down. Then they cut his neck and hauled him out of the house. The next morning the panther went hunting again. He went to hunt elks and told his brother, Do not go away, else our fire will go out. He went out, and the lynx went to play. Then he thought of the fire. He went home. The fire was low. He tended it, and went out to play again. Then he forgot the fire. A long time he played, and then he remembered it. He went into the house, but the fire was already out. Again, he swam across. He went ashore 
and opened the door of the house of the grizzly bears. He entered. Now the old woman had four fires. He took one firebrand and put it aside. Then she looked after the fires. She spread her legs, struck her vulva, and said, You, you, you have eaten it. You have eaten it, the fire, the fire, vulva, vulva. Then he put that firebrand back again. The old woman looked at the firebrands, and there were as many as before. Then the lynx fooled the old woman. He looked often when she struck her vulva. Then he took that firebrand. He went home again and swam across. He came into the house and made a fire. In the evening, his elder brother came home. There was the lynx. They slept, and his elder brother rose early. He went to wash himself. After a little while, he came in. The swans were flying away. He said to the lynx, go and look. The lynx went. He came in. He was asked, well, what did you see? I did not see anything but swans flying away because a snag is drifting down. Do you think that it's a snag? That's a grizzly bear. Quick and hide yourself under the kettle. Lynx hid and put the kettle over himself. Then the grizzly bear opened the door. Who took our grandmother's fire? I will eat him. Give me your little brother. I will eat him. The lynx became afraid. He trembled under his kettle. He stayed in the door for a long time. Then the panther said, You're talking all the time. Come on in. We will fight. The grizzly bear entered, and they fought. They fought a long time. Then the panther said to the lynx, Where are you? This monster is making me tired. The lynx threw off his kettle and danced about. Elder brother, the monster's legs are like water lilies, he sang. He hit the bear's legs with the adders. Then they threw him down. They cut his neck, and they hauled him out of the house. The lynx was told, Stop leaving our fire. The monsters will kill us. For two days, the panther did not leave him, and he went again. Now only the strongest bear was left. They stayed there five nights. And the panther left and said, Don't forget our fire. He will kill us. The one who is left is really strong. Lynx said, I won't go away. But after a little while, Lynx went out. Right away, he looked again after the fire. He went out often, and then he forgot it. He played about a long time, then he remembered his fire. He went home, but it was out. He swam across to the house of the grizzly bear. The old woman held the fire. For a short time, she threw it down and took it up again right away. He did not dare to take it. The old woman threw it down again. And he jumped at it and took it. He ran out and swam across. They went ashore and came to their own house. He had just made a fire when his older brother came home. Where did you go? Just now, 
you're making a fire. When the grizzly bear comes, I'll throw him before you and he will eat you. Lynx did not say anything. Take care, said the panther. He will kill us. Early, the panther rose. He washed himself and tied his hair. Then the swans were flying away. He told the lynx, See if the monster is coming. The lynx went and said, I do not see anything, only a snag is drifting down. Do you think that is a snag? That is a grizzly bear who is coming. Hide yourself, put the kettle over you. Then the lynx put the kettle over himself. The grizzly bear opened the door and said, Who took my grandmother's fire? Give me your little brother, I will eat him. The panther was silent for a little while. He was afraid. The grizzly spoke often and asked for the younger brother. Then the panther spoke. Do you think a person will give up his own younger brother? Come on in. We will fight. Then the grizzly bear went in. They fought. And he almost threw the panther, who got tired. And he spoke to the lynx, Where are you? This monster makes me tired. Then the lynx threw off the kettle, took an adders, and danced about. Elder brother, his legs are like water lilies, he sang. You are dancing when I am tired, said the panther. Then the lynx hit his legs. They killed the last one. Then the lynx swam across and burned the old woman's house down. On the following morning, the panther said, I shall leave you. You shall live on these creeks. You shall catch silver-side salmon. You are bad, therefore I shall leave you. When I kill an elk, then you will eat it. Then the panther went away and left the lynx.